This is the Hans Shot First Podcast. They don't know it, I'm telling you. We'll be talking in-depth about common movie moments from my dead body. With the mix of all things pop culture along the way. Yeah, all Scott. Okay. Welcome everyone to Hans Shop First. I'm Jeff, joined as usual by Scott and Alex. Say hello. Hello. Hey. This week we're talking about poltergeist. Their spirits are yeah, restless yeah. in here. The, the German ghost, yeah. Yeah, it's a poltergeist. Um, this movie came out in 1982. Directed, in quotes, by Toby, by Toby Hooper. <laughs> written by Steven Spielberg. <laughs> And Michael Grace, uh, starring Joe Beth Williams, Heather O'Rourke, Craig T. Nelson, Zelda, uh, Richard Lawson, others. <laughs> you just gave up on poor Zelda's name. Rubenstein? Rubenstein? Rubenstein. No, I didn't see her last name. I just know that her name is Zelda. Zelda. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Beatrice Zelda. Strait, Dominique Dune, and what's the boy's name? Oliver Robbins. <laughs> oh, Christopher Robbins. Yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, this movie came out in 1992, as I, like I said. Uh, I did not see it uh, when it came out in the movie theaters, obviously. But I saw it not too long after that. I mean, I remember my mom watching it with my aunt in the living room. And I was, oh, okay. So it's a couple kids. This is kind of cool. And then being scared and just pretty much looking the entire way. Pe- for the, peacing for out. This movie. Yeah. yeah, like burying my face in the pillow. and. Uh, uh. This movie was rated PG, which I don't believe, but it was. It is. <laughs> yeah, the, so is that before yeah, Temple of Doom? Yeah. So, so the trivia, a little bit of trivia, like like Jeff just pointed out, they they tried to give it an R. They fought back and made it PG because there was no PG thirteen at the time. Yeah. This movie is not Wait, what, not what did anyway, they cut out? This is not a PG movie. <laughs> no. No. I mean, the the parents are smoking grass. <laughs> oh, it's rated R. Yeah. But I'm just saying, for PG, you can't... I and mean, then, that's just, like, one thing. And then, of course, the, the violence, the scares, the language. Like, everything about it. Like, I don't know. And I say, smoking grass. How old can I sound by saying that? Mm-hmm. Are you smoking, smoking a marijuana cigarette? Smoking doobies. <laughs> the dope. Smoking the um, dope. Another bit of trivia. When I said Toby Hooper in quotes, the rumor has it that Spielberg really directed this, but for... Union reasons, he can't. He was already working on, I don't know, ET or something at the time, and he couldn't do two movies. You can't be involved in two movies at the same time or something. So, Toby Hooper was the the real director, but everyone says that it was really Spielberg. You know what I'd do with a million dollars? Direct two movies at the same, <laughs> same time. time. <laughs> That's how you get a million dollars. <laughs> I mean, so that, that guy did uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Yes, he did. I mean, this movie feels more like any other Spielberg movie than it does Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Yeah, well, seriously. Jesus, until, like, horror stuff starts happening. Like, yeah, it's like, oh, it's Spielberg in his childhood all over again. Yeah, it's like, it's the same neighborhood. I kept thinking they are going to run into Elliot and E.T. when they were in the front yard, because it's yeah. the exact same neighborhood. Feels so, like. I get, like, more, more trivia. Uh, Drew Barrymore had auditioned for the part um, of uh, Carol Ann and eventually she'd go on to to get the part in et so 
Uh, it's all connected. Hmm. So this came out before E.T.? Yes. Actually, you know what? I don't know, Jeff. That's, I it, know they were it, both, like, both of them were, yeah. were big box office hits that year. Both 82. Both and I think 82. that was the issue, was that Spielberg was do, was on E.T., but he was doing this at the same time. And whatever. Um, all right. Well, let's get into it. As usual, we each talk about seven items from the movie. Um, I will go first, as this is my movie, as I vamp while I find my list. Um, it's uh, the suburbs, the suburb setting for this. This is basically an old haunted house movie, but it's not an ancient, not ancient, but it's not an old manor out in the, in the, in Transylvania, and it's not out in the, in the wilderness or whatever. It's just suburbs. It's a normal house. It's a two-story house, three bedrooms, two bath, backyard, got a dog, a little birdie. Mm-hmm. Neighbors right next door. I think that's the setting for this. Just makes it that much scarier because this can happen to you. I mean, when you watch those old, you know, House on Haunted Hill or any of those things, it's like, all right, I'm never gonna ever be in one of those houses, let alone a haunted version of one. So, I'm not worried about it. <laughs> yeah. So, I just the cool su- setting of the suburbs. Once again, like I said, I've, now that I know the ET was made the exact same year, this is probably just filmed two houses down, and that that's a crossover <laughs> waiting to happen. Yeah. And I'd still be more scared of E.T. than Poltergeist. But, you know, that's for a different time. Mm. All right, Scott, what's your number seven? Okay. Um, so, a lot of notes on this movie. Uh, <laughs> I, there, there was a, a... During one of the the more pivotal... Uh, I, I, I don't know if i call it an action scene, but um, in intense scenes... Uh, there, there was a moment that kind of broke it up, and I do not know if it was meant to be funny, or if it was just exp- a little bit of exposition. Uh, but it did make me laugh out loud, um, and and I and I did like it, but it felt way out of place. And that was when they had uh, they tossed the rope into the closet, and uh, Tan- Tangina—I don't think they ever say her name. Um, the the character that Zelda was playing is going to go in after Carol Ann, and the mom, uh, Joe Beth Williams, stops her yeah. and says, "You've never done this before," or, or, or she says she wants to go in, and Zelda says, "But you've never done this before," and and Diane says, "Well, neither of you," and then she stops for a second and says, "You're right, you go." <laughs> yeah, it was hilarious. Yeah, that's supposed to be a joke. Yeah. I, I don't know, I just, like, there wasn't a lot of setup for that because um, the Tangina character seems so um, sure about everything that she's doing to all of a sudden to be like, eh, yeah, maybe I shouldn't be doing this. <laughs> that was uh, funny. It, it did make me laugh. I, I, I couldn't tell if it was supposed to, though. Yeah, I think it was. I think Alex was yeah. right. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right, Alex, what's your number seven? Uh, my number seven is the only thing that didn't jive with me with this movie was the the bit about the mosquitoes? Uh, they just they the what's what's the family's last name? Freeling. Yeah, the Freelings show up at their neighbor's house to ask if there's any strange you know goings ons over at their house and whatnot, and they show up high, and then they start talking about mosquitoes, and then the asshole neighbor's like, "No, I've never been bitten by a mosquito." I don't think anybody in my family has ever been bit by a mosquito. 
So what? I don't know what that what that whole thing was. So I looked that up too because it was so weird. Yeah. And, and there, if you look online, I won't go the whole thing, but it has to do with Pizza Hut. <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah, and it's it has to later on. I don't know, and I don't want to read it all right now. But there is this weird reason because of Pizza Hut. Uh, here, okay. Well, the answer to this is, is with pizza. You see, at the beginning of that scene, mentioning Caroline appears to have been promised a visit to Pizza Hut. Yeah. Uh, Mommy didn't cook any dinner. We'll go to Pizza Hut, right? Or later on, the yeah. scene says, I hate Pizza Hut, blah, blah, blah. Well, the fast food company got wind of this, and we're not happy with MGM. The complaint, blah, 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 blah. So it had to do with they mentioned names, so they had to do a quick cut. I don't know. But, yes, it makes, it makes no sense. But I still don't know why they're getting bit by mosquitoes. Oh, that I understood because they just dug a giant hole in the ground and it got uh, filled a little bit with, you know, the water from the storm. And so it became stagnant, mosquito breeding ground. That made sense. But that whole interaction bit with the neighbors and then I thought the mosquitoes were going to be like a bigger plot point or something like haunted mosquitoes were going to start terrorizing them or something. But hmm. Yeah, and I just realized I never threw it to you guys to figure out when your first time watching this movie was. So sorry about that, Alex. When was the first time you saw this movie? Oh, uh, when I was a kid, it was another one of my parents' rentals. Okay, like how young? Uh, five, I think, because there's a lot of stuff that I remember from this movie. Like as I was watching it, like I had flashbacks from when I was a kid. <laughs> I was like, oh yeah, that's where that's from. Like the counting and the lightning, that's the first time I ever heard about that. Uh, Counting the, uh, you know, when you see a flash of lightning, counting down, and then you hear thunder to see how far away it is. And uh, when Craig T. Nelson (laughs) goes to the mirror and just goes, before, after, before, after, before, after. (laughs) I still do that to this day. Yeah, it's like the Wayne World scene, too. Doesn't Wayne do that with Cassandra? (laughs) Oh, that's right. Yeah. yeah, I think so. All right, uh, Scott, what's your history with this? Uh, also watching it with the parents <laughs> as as a little kid. Uh, I remember being freaked out and my dad giving me a hard time because I, I, I probably always like, put my head under the covers or whatever. Um, yeah, Look at the re- clown, boy! Yeah. <laughs> I still remember to this day like certain things are just kind of seared into my brain. Uh, the, the scene where she falls into the pool and like all the, the, the corpses start popping up. I remember that. Uh, the tree. Um, Ugh. I, I don't know that, that the clown doll, like, uh, which I'll have more to say about later, but um, yeah, there's a couple other smaller things. Uh, but yeah, should not have been watching it. <laughs> it was PG. Not, not appropriate. Yeah, it was yeah, PG. PG. Yeah. yeah, I guess. Well, I, I guess I'm wrong. <laughs> All right. So before I did that, where where do we leave off of uh, Scott? Both you guys are your number seven yet, or no? Yeah. So it's your number six. Okay. Uh, my number six is okay. So the mom, what's the mom's name? Diane. Diane. She's she's out. She's all disturbances in the kitchen with the chairs moving and everything. And she, then Craig T. Nelson comes home and she has this whole thing, the circle, you put chair there and it moves across the room. And then she uses her daughter as an object, put, just, oh, put, a, put a ram's helmet on her. 
and puts her in the circle and has her go sliding like worst mother ever. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's another funny scene, I guess. But I was just like, if that stuff was happening in your house, first of all, you'd leave instantly. Second of all, mm-hmm. would you put your own child on can, there? Can can so I I don't want to step anybody's uh, like points on their list, um, but there were there were. There was quite a few notes that I made of why the fuck would they do that? <laughs> like normal human beings wouldn't do that. Um, yeah. Yeah. Why well, did they think it was a good idea to buy that fucking clown? <laughs> the kids. You know, seriously, that's that's one of them. Uh, <laughs> and, and who who the fuck flushes a bird down the toilet? <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> what who the would hell? do that? Who who would do that? Yeah. Diane would. That too. Um, the uh, the scumbag uh, construction workers in the backyard, either sexually harassing her, uh, yeah fifteen year old daughter, and the mom's just in the in the kitchen like, like shaking her head, laughing like, oh, boys will be boys, boys will be boys. <laughs> I like how she gives him like every single gesture back though. It was like, yeah. hey, up yours, mm-hmm. flick the teeth, flip them off. But yeah, that I found that really inappropriate. Yeah. Uh, um, I might as well, since we mentioned the construction workers, I might as well do one of my honorable mentions. But did you notice an, uh, an alum from Predator? Was that him? I couldn't tell. Yeah, that was Billy. Did, you sure? Oh, pretty sure. Looked like him. Um, I didn't notice. It's like the main guy. I think you're right. Yeah, it was Sonny Landham. Yeah, you. Right, yeah, I, I, they did cross from my nose, and I thought, nah, that's not him. Oh, that's him, all right. But yeah, that's definitely him. Pull worker number two. <laughs> so ain't no man. Oh, yeah, ain't, ain't no man holding that house. <laughs> <laughs> um, why they wouldn't like why they were still hanging out at the house at the end. Uh, like, yeah, I, I'll say that. The okay, fine. They. The lady, the whole thing happens. This house is clear, clean, and they're moving out. They just—he has to go take care of some stuff. But they're like, they're all settling in for the night. Like that was kind of a. The kids all go to bed. She's taking a bath. If you were moving that night, none of that would happen. I I could almost buy like them saying, okay, well, like, like the parents being like, okay, well, we'll be with you in your rooms to help you pack, but otherwise, stay out of that room. And instead, oh. they're like tuck. They're like the beds are out again. Like, like and they packed happened. everything except the clown. The yeah. clown yeah. just conveniently <laughs> sitting in the rocking chair. Mm-hmm. Oh, good lord! God damn it, Scott. Yeah. Uh, the the rotating. What's your number bed- six? My my number six is the <laughs> the rotating bedroom um, in the the final um, sequence in the movie. Um, oh yeah. Uh, you know, it's really cool. We we saw this pretty recently with the fly. Um, mm-hmm. just, uh, it's a really cool practical effect that that always plays uh, plays pays dividends um, when when used like this. Um, I I don't know if that was actually Jo Beth Williams. If it was, like kudos to her. Um, but yeah, who, whoever was crawling around as as it rotated, um, that looked really good. Um, it was just a, a really cool effect. Um, you know, something again that with, with all these paranormal movies, they just would have CG'd it and uh, 
I don't know, maybe there have been wires involved. I don't know. But yeah, I remember mm-hmm. that scene from Nightmare on Elm Street, and I thought that was the first one. But yeah, this is before Nightmare. Because doesn't the exact same thing happen in Nightmare? Uh, no. In Nightmare, she just gets pulled up straight for this to the ceiling, and then the blood shoots up. So yeah, but it, I don't think it was rotating. I think it was just an upside down set. To get the blood to, to you sure? I thought she gets dragged up the, the wall, up the ceiling, and then the scene you're talking about. Really? Yeah, I think I think Johnny Depp's like strapped in. Well, there's no way he gets sucked through the bed, and the blood comes flying out of the out of the middle of the bed, like up. It's supposed to be normal, but I think it's upside down or whatever. But yeah. right, one right. of the girls gets like same, like he's yeah no, Johnny it's, Depp it's or main, one of them is like watching thing. it happen while she's moving all over the ceiling and the, the wall. Oh, okay. Well. Guess I gotta watch but, Nightmare on Elm Street again. <laughs> but anyway, uh, that was 1984, so that came after this. So take that, Wes Craven. Mm-hmm. Oh, you Wes Craven fans! Yeah. <laughs> Toby Hooper did it first, or did he? All right, but yeah, that was a cool scene. Alex, <laughs> number six. My number six is like I haven't seen this movie since I was a kid. So when. Uh, Zelda says this house is clean and everybody's moving out. I'm like, okay. And then it keeps going. And then my nerves start ratcheting up. I'm like, Steven, where are the credits, Steven? Why aren't there credits? Why aren't they happening right now? What the <laughs> fuck is going on? What are, what are you doing, Steven? Yeah. I can't let so, you do that. Yeah, my anxiety started kicking back up. It's like, oh, shit, this movie's not over yet, is it? Yeah. Here, I thought I remember a scarier scene with the clown. Yeah. Yeah, 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 I thought it was a red herring this whole time and everything. And I'm like, oh fuck! <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, my number five, and it's the classic line: "They're here." Just done by the creepy little girl, the creepy little mm-hmm. cute girl who just happens to be staring at a TV with static and A. Okay, it's a classic line, but B. Do people even know what static on a TV looks like anymore? And... I, I was I wanted to talk about this. Yeah, yeah. Let's, let's, yeah. And then also like TV just going off the, the air. Sign and you... off. Yes, the, the, those are the yeah. two things I want to talk about. Um, I, wa- I was wondering as it started up with the. Uh, I guess I completely forgot about that. They started off with the uh, national anthem sign off. Yeah. Um, I was like, oh man, like I wonder, like just people I work with, like a grown adults would even know what that is, like. <laughs> I mean, even for us, it didn't happen that often. I remember I was, right, it happened no, a couple true. times. And not every channel did it by our point, I think, our, as kids. But it definitely happened to me a couple times. Like, oh, man, this is like Poltergeist. I actually remember that. Yeah, like, I was going to change the TV out. Yeah. The thing I was wondering is like, that. I mean, it couldn't have been that late either when that sign-off happened. I remember it being like, yeah, early morning, like two or three or something like that. Right, right. That's what I remember. Yeah, yeah. That's, yeah. So that's that's kind of what I was thinking. But yeah, just that, just static. <laughs> yeah. uh, or the color bars, the doo with the. Yeah. Oh yeah, those color oh. bars. <laughs> that's right. Oh, uh, honorable mention to something that that I was having a rough time with was, like we 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 all grew up with that with the static channels. Like they don't turn your room into a goddamn strobe light. Like. Yeah, they do not strobe. Yeah. <laughs> oh god. Oh, because that's because of the ghosts. There were some scenes where I I couldn't take it. <laughs> <laughs> nah, it, it looked cool, but yeah, you're right. It did, 
It wasn't it was practical. Like, um, um, but I was going to say, just think, think about that, children. We had five channels, five kids mm-hmm. to feed. There was like five channels, and there still wasn't enough content to fill all those five channels. <laughs> and, <laughs> and you had two air. different nubs. You had to watch everything as it was being aired. Like, there was no... Yeah. Yeah. And they would run out of stuff, and they just do static for five, six hours. <laughs> yeah. Now, we have a hundred million channels, and nope, no static. You're going to get something. You get infomercials. Yeah. Oh, the infomercials man, that's what we should the new, do. new static. Yeah, we'll, we'll just start a channel, and it'll be just static. Yeah. Kind of like the, the Yule log that they do every Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> just be a channel of static, and uh, that's it. So... It's, I guarantee it was a YouTube channel that's just static. Let me look this up right now. So it's it <laughs> so a story that I don't maybe it's not that funny to other people, but my my brother and I were dying. Like we, we Wait, is it about a bird? It's not about a bird. Okay, um, it's about it's about the Ulog thing. Um, we we had up late with with one of our other roommates. This was a million years ago. And, uh, David Letterman. Uh, we you know we've been drinking and it was getting kind of late. And we're like, okay, we're, we're going to call it. And our one roommate just passed out on the couch. So so we put the U-log on in front of him. And we got up in the morning. He was still passed out there. And the, the U-log thing was still going. Um, I don't know. It, I don't know. It was one of those things maybe he had to be there. But, uh, <laughs> anyway, wait for Jeff to get I can't out. believe that log hasn't died out yet. Yeah. yeah. 4K. <laughs> you did it in 4K, too. Wow. Nice. Well, yes, there are plenty of uh, just YouTube videos of just static. Eight hours of TV static noise. <laughs> I know mm-hmm. maybe, maybe it's like a, what, what's ASMR thing for some people. There you go. Mm-hmm. That's a 4K version. <laughs> 4K static. <laughs> There's a 4K version. Oh, mm-hmm. 99 hours. Oh, now I'm going to look for scrambled porn. <laughs> Wait, I think I see some. Oh no, no, no! Oh, I found it. <laughs> All right, I'm, I'm out of here. Not safe for work. Uh-huh. <laughs> All right, uh, where do we leave off here? Uh, that was my number six. So it's year five, Jeff. All right, my number five. No, no, what's my number five? Mine was there here. Okay. So oh, it's okay. Scott's number five. My so, okay. uh, number five was uh, the, the other really funny moment in the movie. Um, they and they said they set up this whole gag uh, really well over the, the course of several minutes, where uh, Craig T. Nelson's character goes to the college, um, is talking to the science nerds, <laughs> uh, but the professors of, of parapsychology and whatever the other two guys were, I, I'm not much sure, um, mm-hmm. and they they're asking them questions in the, inside their building, and then. Um, you know, he takes them home, and they think this is just another one of the okay. Like, mm-hmm. we'll, we'll take a picture. We might catch something, and then, um, you know, they they don't quite catch on like how serious the situation is, and then they go upstairs, and uh, like right before they open the door, he's like fumbling with his keys to open up the door to the kids' room, and uh, the one guy is like, "Yeah, like a couple weeks ago, like we we went out to wherever it was, like." Redlands or somewhere, yeah. And uh, filled this car over seven hours. It moved like three feet. Uh, watched the time lapse. It was amazing. And Craig T. Nelson just basically like, oh yeah, that's great. And they <laughs> open the door and it's full on 
um, objects spinning around the room. There's a, there's a cool shot where the uh, the compass, which by the way is another horrible parenting. <laughs> like neither one of those kids should have a compass, uh, but the compass. Uh, Spins on the record yeah. to produce noise. I thought that was. You mean weird. like drawing a circle compass, not a uh, yeah, yeah, navigation. Right. Yeah, the one that has like the the super pointy end. Yeah. On it. Um, I would wager to bet the son stole that from the teenage sisters to do stuff to stab stuff. He might be old enough for a compass. No. I don't know. Eh, maybe. I guarantee they don't have schools kids, anymore. Neither one of those kids uh, demonstrated any. I, the wherewithal to, to use one of those without stabbing themselves in the eye. Um, <laughs> but yeah, but it, the, the compass goes on top of the the record, the vinyl, um, to produce music and noise. I forget what it even played. Uh, it's not really important, but I thought that was a cool idea. Um, just everything spinning around the room, like the lamps um, screws itself together. Um, there, there was a couple uh, fun ideas of the spinning, but mostly just how funny it was about how, like, how excited the guy was about this stupid car. <laughs> mm-hmm. And uh, Craig T. Nelson was like, oh, well, if you thought that was cool. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that, that was a really good setup and, and payoff. That was pretty good. All right, Alex, number five. My number five, and <laughs> this uh, this would have been higher on my list, but the prosthetic just <laughs> really <laughs> does not hold up at the beginning of this shot with uh, the face tear. Mm-hmm. Of one of the one of the investigators, and like it cuts, <laughs> it's not even like Terminator bad, because <laughs> Terminator is pretty bad, but still more or less looked like Arnold Schwarzenegger, but he was digging out his eye. But <laughs> this one, it like completely doesn't look like the guy at all, and he started these very human hands start digging into this doll face, uh, which was laughable. But then once it starts getting into the skull and most of the face is gone, it actually starts looking really cool. Yeah, rated rated PG. Yep. (laughs) (laughs) When I saw that, I'm like, "This isn't PG." Full on body gore. Mm -hmm. That was pretty awesome. More disturbed by the maggots, but yeah. Yeah. Well, all right. That leads me to number my number four, which is the raw meat. Now, okay, who is staying at someone's house and it's late night? He goes, "I'm gonna grab a snack." And pulls out a goddamn steak. Oh, yeah, I want to grill a steak at two in the morning. Whatever the fuck he's doing. First of all, he gets a drumstick, pulls it out of there, puts it right in his mouth, starts eating it. Don't think that's safe. Nothing's in saran wrap or Tupperware. <laughs> that steak either. He just grabs it. It's not on anything. Yeah, that's not, <laughs> that, that was another thing that I was like, why the fuck is that steak like not wrapped up in like butcher paper no. or something? That's why there's maggots in it, not because of the poltergeist. <laughs> it's because of goddamn raw meat just sitting there, not wrapped, or covered up from anything. Jesus Christ! I like how he mm-hmm. throws it down on the counter too. Like, what an asshole! Get it, wait. But serious, okay. All that who. Stayed at someone's house and goes, "Yep, my late night snack. I'm gonna go make a steak." Nobody. Yeah, what's, what was he? Yeah, I was curious. Like, what was he gonna do with that? Like, microwave it? <laughs> yeah, he got uh, a probably. No, I think he got a pan out or something. He was gonna fry it, but like, like on the. But, but who does this in the middle of the night? I'm just gonna grab a steak, even if it was wrapped. Oh God! Yeah, it, the poltergeist didn't get him. The salmonella and maggots were so that's <laughs> all right. Well, he he deserved that after that. The Despicable Cheetos product placement. Yeah. <laughs> there was some really 
egregious product placement in this movie, by the way. Oh, not Batman. enough Star Wars, if you ask me, though. <laughs> yeah, not enough Star Wars. Yeah, <laughs> At one point, the kid's like, he's got fucking Han's blaster, like, and he interrupts the scene by, by shooting it up. But, yeah. Uh, yeah there oh, was... his best friend is Elliot, Elliot, who lives down the street, and they yeah, play no, with, their, with their, yeah. their Star Wars characters yeah, all the time. Some, some with heinous... their 100% black fake laser gun. Yeah. yeah. Like, for my money, though, the Cheetos thing was, was the worst. Because it like, takes up the whole frame. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> but it was good to see the old Cheetos back. I forgot about that. Cheetos. Uh, so yeah, anyway, the raw meat. Oh, that was ridiculous. That's the worst part of this movie. <laughs> Scott, what's your number four? Number four was the the chair stacking. Um, this was such a bear stacking. <laughs> this was such a a simple, but but super effective, uh, just kind of camera trick. Um, at first, I was wondering if so. All the chairs have been pulled out from the table. Um, she pushes them back in, and the whole time. Um, she's a little freaked out from the they're here thing, so she's kind of been questioning it. Mm-hmm. Um, but Craig T. Nelson's oblivious. Um, but she she says, oh, we got to push the chairs in because the dog will get to them. I make a point of that. She pushes the chairs in, goes to grab something um, underneath the like lower cabinets, and the camera falls her. And she comes back up, and all the chairs are like stacked up on top of the table, like in any kind of an impossible way, um, yeah. And I was like, "Oh, that is so cool!" Because I couldn't, I couldn't spot if there was an edit there, um, and uh, so I was wondering if if they just did it all off camera. Um, and going through the trivia, it turns out that they did. Um, I'm sure there was some sound editing after the fact because I, I don't think you could keep that all quiet. But <laughs> yeah, no way. Ba- basically, like they they do it in the amount of time that the camera pans over to her. Where uh, like people on set just came in, grabbed the chairs, and then they obviously the chairs were pre-stacked um, and probably like glued together or whatever. But yeah, they lowered it, it maybe, and they set it on top of the table yeah. and then ran out ran out of the frame um, before she could get back to it. And I thought that was such like like such a, like, so simple but so effective, um, and I and I really dug that. Um, that's like getting the most out of of. of um, just you know not nothing fancy to, to do something that that really gets to the audience yeah no that mm-hmm. i'd love that it's, like i said i think i mentioned this multiple times i stopped watching documentaries because now it's all oh we did it on the computer i but the, when we were younger it was just oh it's oh they did this we did that but yeah we'd probably watch how they did that scene but nowadays it's so boring in the computer cg did you happen to I don't know how they did it. Did you happen to find out how they moved the chair across the room and how they moved her, Carol Ann, across the room? Was it like magnets, maybe? Or um, I don't think they. I don't think String. they actually. I don't think they had. Um, I don't think it was in the trivia. Like, if I had to guess, um, I don't know. Like, obviously, the house was just this big set. I wonder if, like, they could they could have tilted the the kitchen as well. Maybe, and I was mm. going to say her hair would have tilted, but that's maybe why they put the helmet on so you wouldn't see her hair, like... Yeah, it's possible. Um, but could have spit some just, string. They, yeah, they could have just pulled him in, like, the camera. Yeah, that, that would have been off yeah. camera. Yeah. Very cool. All right, uh, Alex, number four. My number four is this movie is 
pretty much creepy from the get-go. It sets the tone right off the bat. Like, there's, there's you know, waves, uh, but it starts with... Uh, with the, the dumbass yeah. friend riding over with the beer and getting chased yeah. by a remote control car. What the hell was that? It was, you know, suburbia. Yeah. I like Happens this every fuck, day. Like this fucking moron's like, I've got beer spraying everywhere, but I'm still going to go inside the house with it. Oh, yeah. yeah. Not, on somebody else's house, by the way. Yeah. If you guys do that to my house, you're gone. You're done. <laughs> kind of kicked to the nards. Only, only Jeff's allowed to do shit like that in his own house. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and your own house is fine. Nobody else's house. I mean, you got to deal with the, the chief, but other than that. <laughs> but yeah, the movie starts out like really creepy and everything, but then it like... But uh, lifts the little foot off the gas and everything, and you get you see some humor, the neighbors and everything. Then another creepy thing happens. So it kind of it it slowly builds up, but I like that it starts creepy. There it is. I yeah. Um. Yeah, I mean, but it starts creepy. I still want to say the guys go watching football and the remote controls. No, and... the very beginning where it's. Craig T. Nelson fell asleep in front of the static TV, oh, and Caroline yeah. comes down the stairs. Yeah, that's right. Okay, that's the yeah, that's the very beginning. Forgot, I forgot that was the very beginning. I thought the football thing was before that. Nice. Nope. And Craig T. Nelson had uh, moved his chair really close to that TV. Yeah. There it is. Mm-hmm. Did I ever well, take guys... low resolution? You I mean, can't back, see I mean, back then boobies that was like, well. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Did I tell you when I went to the Universal Halloween Horror Night a couple years ago, they had the poltergeist maze, and they had a facade of their house, the house, so you, you, it looked just like it. You'd walk right in. It's pretty oh, cool. that's cool. Yeah, oh, that's awesome. That cool. Yeah, and I think, I think one of the first things you saw was, like, they had a, uh, a puppet of her, a TV with static, and her on her knees in front of it, and just, just staring at it. It was you couldn't see her face, but just the blonde little little blonde girl was in front of the TV with the static and the silhouette, and everything. It's pretty did, cool. Did they have like the, the extended hallway at one point, like toward the end? I don't remember that, but they had that that demon that blocks the door or whatever. Like he popped, he came out of that whatever that dog <laughs> demon awesome. thing. Yeah, yeah, they had a thing like that. They had the tree. Yeah, the tree makes sense. He had to like walk through an area where there was like dummies like swinging, kind of like her in the pool and stuff. There was the clown, obviously, but the coolest thing was just walking into the house. A lot of these mazes, these things you go to, you just kind of there's a fake thing in front. You walk in, but this one, just walking in the front, was like the best part for me. I'm in their house. Yeah, oh, I remember remember doing the not scary farm a million years ago, and they had like the Bates Motel, um, like obviously not like. It, unfortunately, it wasn't like the house in the Universal lot, but it was still cool to do like the hotel part of it, anyways. Yeah. So at Universal, we got we got a picture taken in front of the Beats Motel, yeah. or not the motel, but the mansion. Yeah. Hmm. Um. All right. Uh, I don't know where I keep interrupting. Uh, number three. That's my number three. Yeah. It's got to be your bowl. Um. Mm-hmm. My number three is, I guess I forgot the character's name, but Zelda. Oh, she's so... I remember her, that scaring me more almost as much as the clown when I was a kid. <laughs> Just this little little lady. With her she's butt. Yoda. Her little southern bell voice. And yeah, here we go. And then that little speech she has. Like, he calms the boy down at some point. I'm like, there's no way. That kid would 
Nope. Nope. <laughs> Wait, what? They were at one point. Oh no, it wasn't her. It was the other no, lady. No, no, no. It was the. Yeah. I, I there was there was this kind of running theme of like I don't know maternal like connections between like that that were basically driving everything because mm-hmm. Katie Nelson fucks up like it, it basically it takes the I mean I guess he's the one that goes and gets the the doctors to come in but it's the woman doctor that really helps uh, Diane's character the mom kind of cope and she's the one that brings in. Zelda um, Tangina um, and it's Tangina that, that kind of gets things done at that point with with the mom's help again um, and then it's the mom again that has to pull him out of the house yeah yep uh, yeah sorry I was confusing her with the other lady when she's trying she's making little but yeah, the, the, boy. It, it was kind of fucked up the older lady's like well when some people die sometimes they get stuck <laughs> like, <Yeah. laughs> like uh, I don't know if she be Tell the kid like I think you were mostly good on the the heaven part, like <laughs> I mean who who knows like what their what their thoughts and religion were, but yeah. like that's that's benign enough. But the whole part like sometimes they don't go to heaven though. It's basically what she was what her, yeah. what her speech boiled down to. But when she's yeah when she's doing the whole talking all about that, and then she goes into but there's something else in there, something pure evil. Oh, it's, it's she did a really good job. Yeah. Scared me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, more to say about her. And she, uh, yeah. So much anger. This house is. I always thought it was clear, but it's clean. I'm so mad. I hate when I quote a movie forever and it's like wrong. I like clear better, so I'm keeping it that way. (laughs) Uh, Remember when she sold us uh, chicken at KFC way back in the day? (laughs) No. When we all worked at our work, we went to KFC a couple times. There was a little lady who worked there, and every single time (laughs) we got. As soon as you came in, did she go, all are welcome. All are welcome. <laughs> well, well I, we, we do know that Hoggle from uh, the Labyrinth worked at our local Denny's. Yeah. <laughs> Plastic? Plastic? All right, that's my number three. So, Scott, what's your number three? Uh, number three, uh, you guys kind of touched on it, but the, the I guess I'm calling it the poltergeist. Um. I think in in subsequent uh, the the sequels, um, they actually give a backstory about like what and who the entity is and was, um, which I think is wholly unnecessary um, mm-hmm. for, for at least for this first go around. I guess you got to have something to kind of drive the plot and the other ones, but um, yeah, the Poltergeist, which really shows up twice, um, and. It's, extremely effective both times mm-hmm. um uh the the giant head when yeah. uh, oh, that's awesome that was super cool um and and frightening and uh that that was like probably like the like horror money shot for me in the in the movie um the as, as a side note the the i don't know the red jello wasn't doing it for me. <laughs> no, it didn't look that good. <laughs> no, no. I mean, maybe it was better back in 1982 on like a grainier film stock or, or when screen being grainy. I don't know. Um, really? mm. But uh, went with that whole rebirth thing. Yeah. No, I, I get. I get. There, there was a whole. Yeah. No, there was that kind of 
um, sub theme about them being born again and you know being mm-hmm. in the bathtub, the, um, and the umbilical cord slash yeah, rope. yeah, the rope, yeah. There, there was kind of that theme there, and and it's kind of hard to follow, but basically the whole reason why all that stuff was happening to them specifically was because of Caroline, because she was like born in the house. She was like basically yeah, the first they, thing that, that was that brought pretty life cool to the to to that uh, that basically brought all the the ghosts attention who basically been dormant before then um but uh, anyway mm-hmm. so wait so wait uh, so that's why it was only affecting their house and none of the neighbors right yeah because they so. were all built on the same cemetery so they could have right? in theory they yeah. could have, like, in theory they could have been haunting any of the houses is that they were drawn to caroline not necessarily the house yeah Remember the explanation of a poltergeist? No. Poltergeist is something that haunts a specific person. Yeah. That's why it's the poltergeist. I know. It's haunting Caroline. But but all the other ghosts were there too, so it was like they were both wrong. Yeah, they thought it was a haunting. The investigators thought it was a it haunting. Was, it was, That's why it was, Zelda it was actually, said it was clear. It was kind of like both, yeah. Um, yeah. But um, although that, that was a little confusing too, like why they came back. My, my thoughts were that at, when she said this house is clear, at the time it was. Um, she couldn't sense anything anymore. Uh, but, yeah, that, but that was just like that, that entity pulling back and waiting or whatever. Um, but anyway, so back, back to my, 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 whole, my whole thing. The, the giant head was super cool. Um, mm-hmm. When it shows up as the, like, the ghost dog thing, um, the beast as Oh, it were, Forrest Whitaker? Good pool. Uh, I can't. I can't be mad at that. Uh, the, the the ghost. So like. So they call. So Tangina says, "You would call it the beast or something like that." Um, mm-hmm. That's kind of what it looks like. Like it's definitely got the four legs, but it doesn't look like any real kind of animal. Um, it's it just disturbing. But that was a really cool effect. Um, so yeah, so that's my number three is like the main thing. Um, only gets really revealed a couple times, um, and you know, with with most good horror, you don't want to waste the whatever the the, the thing is. Um, you always want to kind of have it looming. Um, all, all that said, just uh, uh, this ties into one of my honorable mentions. So I'll get it out of the way. I think really, with with the not all the effects hold up here. Um, the one thing I the one effect I would cut is in the beginning of the movie when the ghosts um, reach out or the poltergeist or whatever it happens to be. Yeah. Reach out from the TV and into the wall. Like, that, like, does not hold up at all. And it kind of ruins, like, that would have been a perfect more, like, be implied somehow. Like, maybe have, like, the dog look at the wall or her turn around and stare at the wall or something. Um, just the actual effect, eh. just animation, right? That's yeah, what it looks like. A, but mm-hmm. they they do that a couple times, and it's not as bad after that. Um, I, a lot of it's just the context of this of, of those scenes, I guess. Um, but uh, yeah, I could have done without that. Uh, but anyways, number three, the the actual poltergeist itself, visually. All right, Alex, number three. My number three is along those lines: the special effects. I thought, yeah, as Scott said, most of them were really cool. ILM did some really good work 
especially with like uh, the ghost coming down the stairs. Uh, they essentially had to do that effect twice since they did the one where it was just seeing the ghosts as bright lights with the naked eye and then the ones through the camera where you can kind of see the silhouettes of, uh, you know, the ghosts' former selves coming down the stairs. Uh, what else? All the practical effects. The the raw meat putrefying right before your eyes. That was awesome. Uh, we already mentioned the uh, guy tearing his face off. Pretty awesome. The the giant jello door at the end. That that didn't make yeah. a lot of sense to me, by the way. Mm, it was just ripping open a portal to get Caroline back. And it was all gooey. Yeah. But yeah, I dug it. Alright. Uh my number two is related to that, but specifically one scene is the expanding hallway. That is so creepy, and I don't know. If I've I've had dreams like that where the hallway just never ends, and I'm running down it. And that I don't know what they did there, but that was I know it's just a camera trick, I think. But mm-hmm. really, really cool. Um, well, I think I think it was it was it was it was a mixture because yeah, that, and that that had to be like another a separate set piece. Okay, well, whatever it was, it was awesome. I really love that effect, and uh, that's one of the things that stood out to me. I. That hallway scene, and then is it? Oh, what's the movie with? What's the movie with the little people and Paprika? Uh, I think you're thinking of no. Um, <laughs> with Napoleon and his British and Gilliam. Oh, time uh, bandits. Time bandits. Isn't time there a thing bandits. in the hallway there too? Yeah, but that one is like a, a wall that's physically moving, kind of like extending the the room okay but as a kid i remember like these two these two hallway scenes and it's kind of creeped me out as a kid yeah <laughs> uh, so yeah that's uh my number two the extending hallway scott what's your number two my number two is the carpeting in this movie kick my ass um, <laughs> the carpeting sorry that's a that honorable mention but i was like i i i definitely would not consider myself like any real taste when it comes to interior design or clothing or anything like that, but holy shit, that red semi-shag carpeting. I guess it was the 80s, whatever. 80s Rommel. Mm-hmm. Um, but seriously, um, number two, and uh, re- reading my notes here, Jesus fuck that clown doll. <laughs> um, yeah, what? The first time you see it, like, the, <laughs> the movie could have been like, like, so the movie clocked in at what? Just uh, like an hour 45 around then? Around that? Yeah. Something like, like that. 45 of those minutes could have just been the camera on that clown doll. And I would have been like more freaked out um, <laughs> than I was. Um, it's just so creepy looking. Um, and the kid like has it's just sitting on that chair. Like, so one of the two kids put that clown there in the beginning. <laughs> so. I'm like, guessing it's Carol Ann's clown. Oh, yeah, no, it definitely was, because it was in bed with her at one point. Yeah. Um, but, like, just put that shit in the closet or something. I don't know. Um, and then Carol Ann won't be able to sleep without a clown. Yeah. He's Chekhov's clown. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Good one. Yeah. That's exactly what it was. It's there, and then, like, he throws the blanket <laughs> over it. And you just kept, yeah, like you guys were saying, you just kept... Oh, it was not a blanket, do... Scott. It was oh, a Chewbacca jacket. jacket. It was a Chewbacca jacket, sorry. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Product placement. Um, 
but yeah, it just it was so creepy, and it was like really big too, and and like ah, uh, then like you're saying, I I remembered something happening with it, and then nothing happened, and then oh, uh, it was like the, like you said, it's like the one thing they didn't pack. <laughs> so yeah, there's there's yeah. the the stupid clown there, and then uh, I guess like if you have kids, you know, you guys can keep one toy out, right? You take that for the trip, and then. Hey, Caroline's, I want the creepy psycho clown. God. And then it starts, like, moving a little bit, and then all of a sudden it's not there. And then uh, he uh, peeks under the bed, and all of a sudden it's behind him. Um, and it uh, starts, you know, trying to murder him. Uh, but, mm-hmm. oh, God. So Props to that creepy. kid, though. He he pulled the stuffing out of that clown he until it was dead. I, I forgot you, about him getting his comeback on that guy. Yeah, yeah. come up in some uh, clown doll. According to the trivia, I guess the kid was actually getting choked out, like by whatever effect they were using. And they thought so. The trivia goes: the kid, the kid started started saying like, "I can't breathe," and they thought he was ad libbing. And then they quickly realized, "No, no, he really can't breathe." <laughs> Um, the other, the other kind of interesting bit of the, the kid trivia on this was, I guess, um, uh, maybe it's good they added CGI these days. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Caroline, um, Heather O'Rourke, um, it's nothing like all the shit that was going on in this movie. Nothing really upset her except for the one scene where she's getting pulled off the bed toward the, um, like when she gets sucked in the closet, basically. Oh yeah. Like, it's that put her into tears. And like Spielberg was like, okay, okay, it, like if they had to like cut and like he pulled her, like I guess he, he like like tried to calm her down and tell her like, okay, we we won't we won't do the shot again. <laughs> so I'm not sure what they did exactly to get that finished, um, but or maybe they just kept the take that they had because maybe she was sufficiently freaked out that they didn't need to, uh, you know, it was kind of like a, a Stanley Kubrick. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> um, he wouldn't have stopped yeah. though. Yeah. But yeah, I always, I always think it's interesting on, on these movies where they talk about how the kids like didn't even know that they were like on a horror film. Um, you know, they just to them it's just like oh they're just doing the stuff. They show up and they're supposed to say stuff and stand here. You know, <laughs> they don't really mm-hmm. get the the greater context of, of some of the things that they're part of. I guess that's true. For The Shining, he I guess he was he was a just. Brutal to Shelley Duvall, but to the kid, yeah, Danny had no idea he was in a horror movie. He's just, oh, yeah, Jack Nicholson's chasing you. We're playing hide and seek and stuff like that, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Pay no attention to the axe. <laughs> yeah. It's <laughs> my number two. That's the clown doll. Thanks, but no thanks. <laughs> All right. Uh, Alex, number two. My number two is I like the moments of levity in this in the movie. Um. I think it it needed that a lot. A lot of horror movies do need that humor, and this one I think does it really well. We've already mentioned a couple of jokes uh, here and there, and uh, yeah, it just felt very organic. None of the jokes felt forced or anything like that. Yeah, it's good good humor. All right, all right. Well, my number one is the clown. Everything we've just been talking about. Um, it's one Say of the scenes I do remember as a kid. Definitely one of the few scenes that stuck with me forever. Um, yeah, I just don't understand why that clown exists. And I want to buy it for one of you guys for your birthdays or something. I don't know. We'll see. But you got to make sure you put it 
foot of your bed every yes. night. <laughs> That'll be the cloud challenge. We'll put it on YouTube. <laughs> cloud challenge. <laughs> cloud challenge. Put this cloud in the chair, then sleep through the whole night. <laughs> Mr. Marbles? <laughs> uh, yeah, I think it's just... Yeah. It was... <sighs> If it would have been a happy clown, and then it slowly his face changed over time, but nope, it was this evil clown from the beginning. Yeah. <laughs> the fuck? Yeah. All right. Well, uh, Scott, what's your number one? Uh, so my number one is uh, Zelda Rubenstein-Steen, however you pronounce her last name. Uh, mm-hmm. It's Tangina. That, that speech that she gives after she shows up, um, you know, in that one big take where she has them all sit down and she goes over everything. Yeah, um, she was so fucking good. Um, yeah, the, the whole thing was like really just enthralling, um, and and just this is a, a great bit of acting when she shows up and um, you know she's trying to comfort the mom and, and she's already you know kind of emotional, um, and then she gives the speech and she has this like really serene confidence to her um, that you're like wow she really knows what she's talking about. Um, you, you and. It's really cool because um, Craig T. Nelson is, is hyper skeptical at that point, um, which is kind of funny. Like after all the shit that he's seen, like, <laughs> yeah, he's I like, "Oh, well, this is bogus." Like that, I thought that was a little weird, but um, but yeah, he like he gets sucked in too, and you know they they they're buying what she's selling wholesale, even though she's you know she's really on the level, um, and uh, yeah, she she's like instantly control and um just just this really uh like strong presence in in the movie um and i i thought it was it was really cute when she um does the pose <laughs> right before like for the camera <laughs> yeah. before she says this this house is clean and her, but her hair is like super disheveled like <laughs> <laughs> like she's 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 been through the ringer too um like yeah, but just that whole sequence where she gives the speech and all the exposition, like that was that was so cool and fun. Uh, so that's my number one. Very cool, Alex. Number one. My number one is this movie is just full of Spielberg magic, like the, the special effects, the writing, the setting, and especially the way the movie was filmed. Is every almost every shot felt like there was a purpose to it, like. Uh, one that comes to mind, it was really simple. Well, a couple come to mind, but one of the first one was when it's during the daytime. It's after the first creepy incident, and the kids are playing in the bed or whatever, or putting the kids to bed. And then the mom just closes the door, and, the, and it just has a close-up on her hand, like, closing the door. And the sound is even accentuated just a little bit. So it's like, oh, shit, something's, something's going to go down. And sure enough, that's, you know, the storm and, and the tree thing and everything, but... That that set up the whole thing that something's up with this fucking room. Uh, another one uh, that really wowed me that was really awesome was when uh, Craig T. Nelson's boss takes him up to the cemetery in this. This is, you know, where the new development's going to be. And he's explaining about how this and that is like, it's a great view. And then Craig T. Nelson's like, well... I mean, there's not a lot of room over here, <laughs> and you see this giant cemetery uh, that there that you didn't know was there until the camera pulls back a little bit, 
but then there's a still shot of both of them and then that's when the boss starts explaining is like well you know we've moved them before you know this isn't like some ancient burial ground or anything we just you know move the bodies we relocate them over to this other plot of land and right when he starts that sentence the the camera starts like trucking in like slowly so instantly like visually there's a thing that says this is important you should remember this information for later and sure enough it comes into play at the very end um a little bit of trivia on that uh i guess i i completely missed it but i guess there's like a tree um in the in one of those shots when they're mm-hmm. right there next to the graveyard that looks like if not exactly the same very similar to the one that they had in their backyard Ugh. thus intimating that that they're on top of a graveyard as well Mm-hmm. Cool. I didn't notice that tree, but yeah, makes sense. I mean, I love a good tree, but that tree was nasty. Man, <laughs> I know it had faces. That, again, one one more thing of like why why like I mean, they give some they kind of hand wave it. Uh, Craig T. Nelson who says like, "Whoa, well, the tree was here when we got here." And blah, yeah. Blah, blah. Like, no, that tree was ugly as fuck, and it was dead. Had been dead for a long time. Like people don't leave dead trees out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I thought initially that's what the bulldozer was for to take down that tree. It was nope. They're just d- digging up birds and a pool. <laughs> Can I have a goldfish now? <laughs> yeah, she moved on real quick. <laughs> All right, that's it. I had two honorable mentions. One was the older daughter is the worst, and um, the whole infamous—not infamous, but the famous. Yeah, move the tombstones, but you left the graves. They'll create. Why his boss shows up at that moment is only so he can get that line out. It only make no sense why no, his no, boss would show he, up. No, no, because he had gone to visit his boss. Yeah. The boss was dropping him off. Yeah. His, oh, his boss dropped him off? I thought he was yeah. in there way before that. Well, no. why did his boss, why didn't he drive? Why does his boss need to drive that, him? That, I don't know, but that's, yeah. that's why his boss was there, because he was dropping him off. His boss is there so we can yell at him. Is why his boss was there. But but also <laughs> like, I like how he stops like to yell at this guy instead of help his family. Yeah. <laughs> he also like he like stares at his house for like five minutes before he's like, oh, I need to go to the, I need to do something. <laughs> yeah. So those are my two honorable mentions. Any from you guys? Uh, I think I've I've gone over most of them. I thought all the the caskets popping up was pretty cool. That um, was awesome. The, uh, especially in the pool and the, the Diane trying to claw her way out. Yeah. yeah. Awesome. Like the neighbor like pulls her out, but then he's the rest of the movie he's like worse than useless. Um, <laughs> yeah. Well his wife would let him help, right? And she's like, Don't let him go. But like he didn't seem too eager for it either. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um also, in 1982, were remote controls really that powerful that you could change your neighbor's channel? They clicked. Were they like radio controlled instead of uh, the uh, infrared? Maybe. I don't know. Well, if it was radio, like, they probably were all connected to the, to the TV. <laughs> so, yeah, you bring up a good point. Uh, yeah, that's um, late 70s when they were just a cord connected to the television. Um, one, one other note, um, I, I did like that at the very end um, where after they drive off, no one says anything and then you see them walking up to the hotel room. Nobody's talking. <laughs> and then they close the door. 
and then Craig T. Nelson comes back out and he's wheeled the TV out into the to the the I guess the hallway, the open hallway. Yeah, the walkway. But whatever. he's like he's like not even gently either. He just like kind of slams it into the wall like he doesn't care anymore. <laughs> yeah. And then the and then the creepy um yeah, Kids Choir. Yeah, Kids Choir. The so the movie was uh, score was composed by um uh brain shut mouth. Danny Elfman. Not Danny Elfman. George Zimmer. Not George Zimmer. Any rate. George Zimmer. Isn't that like the men's warehouse guy? <laughs> oh. <laughs> Is it? <laughs> Isn't there a composer named Zimmer? Hans Zimmer. Hans Zimmer. <laughs> I guarantee. <laughs> I guarantee you'll like this audio. It's Joe, anyway. Jerry it was uh, Jerry Goldsmith. There it is. A rare non Williams. I know, right? Collab. Mm-hmm. All right, as usual, we rate on a scale of one to seven, one being absolute garbage, seven being perfection. I give this movie a six. Um, it's easily, easily rewatchable for me. I've watched this now for the last few Halloweens. Um, it's Spielberg magic, even though he didn't direct it or he did whatever. Um, I love it. So six for me, Scott. Uh, also a six. Um, no, I think it is definitely helped by being an older movie, so they, they have to get more practical. Um, it's a lot of fun. It, it is scary. Um, I like that at the heart of it though is just this kind of family that um, starts fraying around the edges but holds together. Uh, so yeah, six for me. Hmm. All right, Alex. Uh, I'm actually gonna give this one a five. Uh, I still liked it a lot. Uh, it's still not his best. E.T., you know, is a, there's a lot of movies that are far superior to this one. Uh, but it's still really good. I mean, even Spielberg on a bad day is a pretty great movie. I agree. And I haven't watched this, I think, oh, I don't know. The Conjuring movie is pretty much a ripoff of this. And, um, yeah. With the family stuff, and then also rewatch and watching uh, Stranger Things since then, like when she's in the—that's <laughs> full Spielberg. Yeah, I know it's full Spielberg, but like <laughs> specifically the scene where she's in the she's in the TV land or whatever, she's in the other plane, and they're talking to her, and she you know just talking to her like, "Don't go toward that guy, don't go toward the light." That was like basically the same thing that was going on in uh, season one of Stranger Things. Spoiler alert. Mm-hmm. All right, uh, on to our crossover list, which is Creepy Kids. Um, That's right. Well, Carol Ann is not super creepy in this movie. She does have her moments. And uh, little Bobby, Billy, whatever his name is, he's got some chompers on him that were pretty creepy. So <laughs> hopefully he got some braces later in life. Um, so I will go first. And uh, see, I had a hard time with this because is it creepy or just scary? And I don't know. Um, but the one creepy kid and I saw the more recent movie is uh, Hereditary. Did you guys see this movie? I have not seen it. No, I haven't seen it. The girl, the daughter in this movie, she is Creepsville. So, and she's just this clicking thing with her tongue. And, and she's got a little... She's creepy. That's all I got to say. If you haven't seen it, I won't talk anything more about it. But uh, the girl from Hereditary, I don't even know her name. <laughs> Scott. Uh, so, 
you find out in I think the second movie that it's based on a, a real kid well like real kid but in that world anyway but in Resident Evil the first Resident Evil movie um, when they come across the, the Red Queen and it's this hologram of this British kid this British little girl um, who, who says you're all going to die down here uh, bonus points for the for being British, um, <laughs> uh, it was it was basically the first thing that I thought of for this list. So yeah, that's my number five. I guess they, again, they, I think they were calling her the Red Queen, but uh, Resident Evil. All right, hey, never seen it, Alex. Uh, my number five comes from video game, and it is Alice from the video game Fear, the first person shooter. Oh yeah. Um. I got a version of it, but then it wouldn't work on my PC, but I still really wanted to play it. So I've seen a couple, you know, Let's Plays and clips and stuff. Pretty creepy. Yeah, I I know you're not a big fan of jump scares. I feel like the video game jump scares are even worse. Just wait for you. They know where you're looking. You pan this way and you come back. (laughs) Oh, she's right there. Yep. (laughs) <laughs> Yo, I'm going to go hit this prompt to open the door. Huh, the door's not <laughs> opening. Well, it's time to turn off this video game forever. <laughs> oh, oh, game oh, over. Oh, only thing to do is walk outside and hit the breaker. <laughs> yep, that's it. Only option. Uh, All right, uh, my number four, kind of a... Uh, I don't know why I'm surprised I said that. Anyway, number four is The Ring. The girl from the ring and the well, creepy, kills people through the TV. Blah, 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 blah. She never sleeps. I don't know the name of her, but the ring girl. That's it. Ring goose. Scott, number four. <laughs> number four uh, was, uh, have either of you seen Orphan? I never saw that movie. Oh, uh, the anime? No. Oh. No, no, no. Uh, so, um, yeah, without spoiling too much, um, I think I know the twist in that movie, but yeah, yeah, there's, there's a, a basically psychopathic kid, super creepy, uh, hmm. and orphan Esther is, is her name in the movie. Um, oh. It's a it's a weird, it's kind of a weird uh, premise. Um, yeah, not on small thing, but uh, yeah, number four, Esther. <laughs> All right. Hey. Esther. Alex, what's your number four? My number four is the Kulk. Macaulay Culkin as the good son. I never <laughs> saw that movie either. Yeah, he was he was really good in that movie. Cre- like, creeped the hell out of me. Another psycho kid. Psycho kid. <laughs> psycho kid. <laughs> Alright. Uh, another one for me is a little boy from Pet Cemetery. Trying to he stabs uh, old Herman Munster in the leg with the with the Achilles with or no cuts his Achilles tendon with the knife underneath the bed. Ugh, little kid, get out of here! Don't do it. Sometimes dead is better. <laughs> yeah. So, kid from Pet Cemetery. I don't remember his name either. Scott, what's your number three? Uh, number three is also uh, Macaulay Culkin from The Good Son. Yeah, the Culk. Okay, Alex, number three. My number three is from a foreign vampire movie, Let the Right One In. Admittedly, one. both both the kids are, are creepy in this movie. Both the uh, the the bullied kid 
the Che, and the Vampire Girl. I mean, spoilers. So, oh, sorry. Well, you kind of know from the beginning. That's not a spoiler. <laughs> but yeah, that movie's fantastic. Oh, I should put it on my list actually. Next next year. <laughs> do that right now yeah i know all right my number two they're not really that creepy but they creep me out the first time i watched the movie and it's also because of the subject matter and you guys are talking about macaulay culkin i'm talking about his brother and the little girl from the movie signs i mean they're not super creepy but they do creepy things in that movie and i was on earth on, on edge the entire time <laughs> watching that movie so anything they do freaked me out you know. Water's contaminated. Yeah. There's a monster outside my window. Can I have a glass of water? <laughs> that was great. And then him just reading the book. Well, they'll most likely be way more sophisticated, and they'll just take us over and make us slaves, or they'll kill us. And he has the tinfoil hats and everything. Yeah. Um, not the super creepiest kids, but because that movie freaked me out so much the first time I watched it, they, they had a little special place. So that's my number two. The Kids mm-hmm. from the Signs. Scott, number two. Uh, number two, did did we do this for last Halloween at this point, or was that earlier this year? But Damien from the Omen. It was last year. Yeah, it's all wow. for you. The uh, quarantine's flying by. Um, <laughs> yeah. So, uh, yeah, Damien. Um, That's a good one. He super cute. Like more, more just from. The camera and the score and stuff and really a lot of the stuff that he's doing but yeah, they do have him look at the camera a couple times and uh, or maybe it's just at the end I forget but uh, it just is just how he reacts to things um, yeah he, he's, he's a creepy kid and he's supposed to be and that's the whole point of the movie <laughs> yeah mm-hmm. nice I, th- I should have had that one on my list Alex what's your number two my number two is and uh, the the twins from The Shining. Shh, you mean the Shinin? The Shinin. <laughs> I don't want to get sued. Uh, yeah. Uh, uh, come play with us forever and ever and ever. Uh, uh. Nope. Yep, the Shinin twins is my number one. Just a brief moment on screen. Sometimes together, sometimes in a bunch of pieces on the floor. But the Shining Girls. <laughs> That's an 80s sitcom right there. The Shining Girls. <laughs> All right, Alex. I mean, sorry, Scott, number one. Also the, the Shining Twins. All right. And Alex, Dang. number one. Uh, the Possessed Girl from The Exorcist, of course. Reagan? Uh, nah. Fucking. Uh, yeah. That's beyond nope. creepy. That's, that's a whole a, other level. That's like... She's not, like, in and of herself, she's not creepy. Yeah, she is. <laughs> yeah, she is. Yeah, I agree. Is. I just think it's beyond creepy. It's, well, what the fuck that is. Yeah, it takes it to another level. <laughs> nope. So just, Alex, just, just like, you peace out when, when El Diablo gets involved. That That's me and the clown dolls. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I got one honorable mention. Uh, my <laughs> Wait, how did children. you survive? Sorry, how did you survive killer clowns from outer space then, Scott? Well, those were clown dolls. Okay. Yeah, they're aliens. That was last year too already. Jeez. Wow. 
I just changed my icon. Yeah, I was going to uh... say, it felt like this <laughs> week. It was like Costner for like a few weeks and then... Yeah. Do you yield your icon? But yeah, honorable mention to my own children. <laughs> I don't know <laughs> how many parents are out there, but every once in a while, like when they're like two or three around there, kids would wake up like super, like stupid early, like four or five in the morning and then you'd just be sleeping and it'd still be dark and you'd slowly just open your eyes and you'd see your own child just standing there staring at you. <laughs> like, Holy shit, what are you doing there? It's like, could I have some cereal? <laughs> they literally, sometimes they just stood there by our beds just waiting for us, just eagerly waiting for us to wake up so that, you know, they could hang out and get some food. Well, it's cool if they're letting you sleep. <laughs> Not cool when I woke up. It's a goddamn heart attack. Okay, that reminds me of two things. Honorable mention, the little rollerblading girl from Dawn of Dead remake, who is in their hallway when they, as a zombie when they wake up. Um, but that's a sturdy. I have a coworker who sometimes when he comes over to your desk, he doesn't want to interrupt you, so he'll just stand behind you and wait. <laughs> sidler. And wait until you turn around and notice him. And if you have headphones on, that could be a while. But then all of a sudden you get that <laughs> the shit in. <laughs> <laughs> feel something looking at you you turn around like oh god what are you doing it's like god oh, just tap me on the shoulder or, or say something <laughs> yeah god dang it so so proper proper office etiquette would be if you go over and someone's got headphones on you leave them alone right no because everyone has headphones on that's true so my mm-hmm. my my go-to thing is if i feel like i need to interrupt somebody is i'll like tap their chair I feel yeah. like that's like oh, the yeah. best way to do it because then you're not actually touching them, which could potentially freak them out more. <laughs> there, there are people, Jeff. Maybe, maybe you have the same thing. Uh, there are a few people that 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 I work with that, no matter what you do, they will fucking freak out if you if you oh, go yeah. up to them. Like, yeah, I worked with a guy like that before. No matter what, yeah, like, like I could start waving from like 15 feet away just to like get that motion in their peripheral vision. <laughs> yeah, and they'll still freak out. <gasps> it's like there's like. Well, there's nothing else I can do here to like make you not. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's another thing I try to do. If they are have their headphones on, I'll try to get in front because right, I live in Cube Land, so I can most likely get in front of them somehow and just like wave my hand, like "Yo." But just don't. Okay, if you're the person you don't want to interrupt someone, no, you interrupt them. Don't just stand behind them because it's weird. Hi. No, yeah, just 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 tap the chair, tap me. Throw something at me, whatever. Just don't just stand back there. Mm-hmm. Hey All Jeff, right. you want to see my new chainsaw and hockey mask? I know, seriously. On <laughs> uh, mention for me was the Village of the Damned Children. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh Wednesday Adams also. I forgot. I just saw her in a movie. We might see her in a movie coming up soon too. Ooh. Ooh my. All right, and with that, it's time for Alex knows sports. I'm Alex, and I like sports. Sports ball? Um, I don't know. Basketball's over. <laughs> Go Lakers. I think yeah, we're talking Lakers, about this, though. Lakers won. The Astros lost. Yay. That's definitely worth celebrating. Mm-hmm. Oh, wasn't there some weird story about uh, a Dodgers player? Maybe, but... Or a former one? Uh... I don't 
don't know, but either Tampa Bay or Los Angeles is going to have two championships this year. Because the Tampa Bay Lightning won the Stanley Cup. The LA Lakers won the NBA Finals. So either the Tampa Bay Rays or Los Angeles Dodgers are going to win. So therefore, one city is going to have two championships this year. Well, I mean, they call Tampa Ooh. Bay title town. Sure they do. <laughs> um, so that's kind of interesting. I don't think that's happened in a little while. Probably Boston. Never mind. It probably happened Red Sox and Patriots or something. But when when was like... when? So the Angels won in two thousand two. The Ducks win two thousand three. It wasn't the no, same year, was it? No, they won in seven two thousand seven. Really, it was that far apart? Yeah, they lost in the finals in 03. Oh, okay. Yeah, that, that's what I'm losers. Who <laughs> was winning? The losers. <laughs> Lakers may have won somewhere in there, but I don't think so. Late when the Kings last won. It's 12 and 14. No Dodger wins, no Laker wins. That's, that's yeah. I don't think the Lakers won. That's after Kobe Casal, I believe. Right? I think that was in the prime of that. Oh, eh. I don't remember. I'd have to look it up. Now we're talking real sports. Alex, do you have any <laughs> fake sports? Um... No. Okay. I mean, then. I still wa- I still watch that Marble Channel every once in a while. <laughs> the mar- Marble? Yeah, this guy sets up like this very intricate like set of races, kind of like the Olympics, but it's all with marbles, and they're all like different balancing events, not just racing events, but some are balancing, some are uh, uh, who gets like the best score during flight. It's it's very strange and uh, off- awfully soothing actually in these trying times. <laughs> all right. It's time for Neem News! Yeah, 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 yeah. It was, yeah. Okay. So, uh, I, I guess um, Jared Leto is, is going to reprise his role as the Joker. No! Jared Leto. So, this whole sex, I, I've got a feeling this is, none of this is ever going to happen. But The Flash movie? No. Oh. I think that's in the works. Although, again, I don't know who cares about that, even though there is cool stuff they could do with it. Um, mm-hmm. I'm not, when I say that, just based on the, the how, how the Flash has been portrayed on the big screen thus far. Um, it's Zack Snyder's Justice League, which is supposed to be this big recut, I guess is is now supposed to be this, this sort of miniseries now? Or are they going to... It's going to chop it up into like three different parts or something. Yeah, like that. four different. As it when it airs, they're going to do four different um, okay. hour long episodes. And then they'll have to be one. Then that once it airs, they'll have one four hour movie. That's how I've heard it be explained so on part, HBO Max. Part of this is filming new, new scenes. And the Joker uh, is not a part of the Justice League movie, but apparently he's going to be. This time around, Chivas <laughs> age. Um, I mean, my my whole take on this is whatever. Like, I'm 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 neither for or against this. Like, I I just I don't see how you could save the Justice League. Zack <laughs> <laughs> like, Snyder has done what Lex Luthor has been trying to do for years. Well, well, apparently recently, a lot of people have been saying that that actually Joss Whedon also fucked it up. So where the true blame lies for all this, who knows? Um, although I don't think it was it was Joss Whedon that, that filmed the whole thing in three colors. Um, <laughs> but that wasn't his idea. That's right. 
Um, but yeah, it just it was just kind of I I I thought it was interesting that that he's going to be back like, again. I don't I don't want to say think it's a good thing or a bad thing. Um, you know, Suicide Squad was just universe like categorically awful, other than like uh, Margot Robbie as, as Harley Quinn. Um, well, I don't think Leto was like one of the bad parts. Like, I, I, I don't know. Uh, <laughs> I don't know if you guys feel strongly about this one way or the other. Uh, it is, this is uh, something that caught he, my attention, so I wanted to talk about it. He was awful. It's like every person who's played Joker is an awesome job except him. He's terrible. <laughs> and I don't know. I don't know if it's his fault whether the the direction he was given, the the makeup, everything about that version of the Joker, I think is just bad. Yeah. So yet yet another but, plug for the the Harley Quinn <laughs> animated series. Uh, I think it's Alan Tudyk doing the Joker in that one. Um, oh, the Tude, the Tude. Uh, so we'll we'll see how that all shakes out. Um, this is such a weird thing. Like, like, is there anybody that really yeah, wants yeah. wants? I'm not talking. I'm not even talking about the Joker anymore. But is there anybody that really wants Zack Snyder cut or whatever just, the hell? I mean, call it? petitions out the there. The internet. Right? Yeah. yeah. No, I mean, there's, there's, but I, there's always gonna be people that are gonna be vocal about this stuff. But I'd have to think <laughs> talking about a be real like, person. Be like a minority. Like I don't know, I mean, I, I I obviously haven't been following it that closely. Is there like a change.org petition for this or something like that? Yeah, but, there was at one point. Yeah, like how the Zack Snyder cut was a big thing that fans wanted, mm-hmm. which I don't understand because I don't know if you saw the Man of Steel or Batman v Superman. <laughs> yeah, I don't think it's going to be much better. <laughs> but yeah, like, I will say that those movies I don't like, but they're not as bad as Justice League. So whatever happened there, having two <laughs> different voices or whatever they did to that was bad. So I wouldn't mind. And Batman v Superman, the director's cut is a lot better. So I just, I would, I'll watch it when it comes out. I'm not going to lie. I'll watch it when it comes out. I hope it's uh, yeah, better. I'll, I mean, I'll, I'll probably check it out sooner or later. Um, I, I just, the idea of a director's cut saving a movie just don't really buy it like the one exception that has always been for me the the yeah, Ridley Scott, the Blade Runner yeah <laughs> yeah but shitty movie <laughs> no it's not Jeff. uh but but beyond that <laughs> um yeah I just I just don't see it uh I don't think it's gonna be good but I'm interested to see if it's any better okay uh so uh that's that. Uh, the other thing I'm I'd... just gonna watch the dawn of the seven. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. I I don't remember if I talked about this last week, but I started watching Avatar: The Last Airbender, the the animated. You did, yeah. talk, you did talk about that. Yeah, man. Okay. So I'm I'm almost done with it. I think. Um. So yeah, I've I've really enjoyed it. Uh, it's 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 very watchable. Um, it's it's. Uh, the, I'm in the third season now, and um, definitely the humor is clicking in all cylinders in the season. Um, where they they've built up all these characters, now they they go back and kind of tear them down, not necessarily in, in a, like a negative way, but uh, there there are several points where, like, 
or ep- almost whole episodes based around characters pointing out like how other characters act. Um, but it's it's pretty entertaining. Uh, this, this is a series that I, that I I wish had been something that that had been around when I was a kid. Um, I think this would, this would have been like a like an Exo Squad level thing for for me. Um, yeah. No, it's just it's it's just something that I'm enjoying. Uh, so I'm looking forward to this final stretch that I'm in. I think I've only got a few more episodes left. Um, but uh, yeah, I, I do recommend this. It seems pretty kin- kid friendly. Um, I don't, know, Alex. You you be more of an authority on that than I would be. Um, um, yeah, for the most part. I mean, my kids have watched it. They had a blast. Yeah, they they do a, they do a really good job in this uh, like skirting around things like death. <laughs> They actually, they actually yeah. crack some jokes about like whether certain characters died or not in, in the earlier seasons, because <laughs> um, it wasn't entirely clear. But um, it's it's all pretty subtle. Um, yeah, just just some some great characters. Uh, but uh, I'm looking forward to the the follow up, the Legend of Korra after this. So something something else for me to watch. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's that's all I want to talk about, uh, Alex. Anything you wanted to go over? Uh, yeah, I believe I just watched the final installment in the Tremors. Uh, I don't know Zintilogy. I don't know how many Tremors movies there are. God. But just tonight, there was a new release: <laughs> Tremors, uh, Shrieker Island. And uh, yeah, it wasn't great. I don't know where John Heater's uh, career went, but who man, he's in this movie. This, Napoleon uh, Dynamite's one and only. Yeah, that's right. Is this wow. Sci-Fi Channel production. Uh, no, it's a Universal movie on Netflix. Which is, I will say, the creature effects are fucking amazing in this movie. Not even for like a B movie or for what this movie is. The creatures are awesome. No, they are legit like blockbuster movie awesome they look great way to go heater <laughs> yep and yeah michael grossman uh or still is it just michael gross michael gross and every single one <laughs> he's still doing wow. it jeez yeah well good on that guy yeah you, know, you gotta get a steady paycheck yeah family ties stopped 20 years ago 30 years ago it was gonna do something <laughs> Yep. I mean, the second movie still had Fred Ward in it. After that, it was just Michael Gross. <laughs> no mm-hmm. Reba McIntyre. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, uh, I mean, it's better than Hubie Halloween, which I also watched. Uh, that <laughs> that movie tried to evoke a lot of uh, Sandler's older hits, including bringing back the. Uh, Order, orderly character Ben Stiller's orderly character and uh, what's her face the mom from Modern Family she's back as a, as a different character in the movie and everything so they really tried to hit the nostalgia buttons with that movie and it you can tell they had a budget from it but it just was it wasn't good what's what's the premise of Hubie Halloween uh, well it's kind of like Waterboy kind of like Waterboy <laughs> but Halloween themed where Hubie is like this below average intelligent person 
that talks in a funny voice and everybody in town hates him and pulls pranks on him. And he's bullied relentlessly. I will... The only thing I'll give him credit for is that that movie isn't is actually shot like in Salem or on sets it's not like a destination movie for you know a free vacation for Sandler and his friends okay I probably oh and Rob, it. Rob Snyder plays a non-racist character for once <laughs> I mean was it racist when he was playing the, the redneck in Waterboy eh no but uh, Native Hawaiian, uh, Native American. Isn't he? Is, uh, isn't he like half Japanese or something? Though? Is he? I don't know. Let me look this up real quick. That might not half be Chinese, Irish. half Japanese. Oh, what a species! <laughs> Already she. <laughs> God damn. Larissa. Uh, taking it to a really dark place. Uh, Rob Snyder. <laughs> is a stapler. <laughs> Rob Snyder. Hold on, show and look up stuff about Rob Snyder. This is this is good uh, reading. Yeah. Here. <laughs> yeah, Alex, do you have anything else? Uh, nope. Jeff, do you have anything else to say? Yes, I do. I finished <laughs> reading a graphic novel, Batman: The Long Halloween. So. Picked that up the other day at the local comic book store. Um, started reading that. I was figuring out it was Halloween time. And as I was buying it, I've always heard of it. I've heard Kevin Smith talk about it. It's written by Jeff Loeb, who wrote Commando. So, first of all, awesome. Repeat. Commando. Um, did a lot of other comics book stuff. Um, mm-hmm. I've heard him talk about it. It's Halloween time. Oh, I'll get this one. And the guy told me that the new Batman movies, a lot of it's being based off of this graphic novel, which was pretty cool. But I don't know if you guys ever read it or no. I have not. No. Um, there's a forward at the beginning from um, Christopher Nolan and the guy who wrote the, the, his Batman movies saying they took a lot from this as well. And there is definitely a lot of the Harvey Dent stuff comes from here. You could tell they stole from this comic a lot. So I'm interested to see hmm. what the new Batman does. And this was, and this comic book steals a lot from The Godfather. It's a lot about the... <laughs> The Falcons and the uh, Maronis and the, <laughs> a lot of that Godfather stuff. Um, but it's pretty cool. It's got the, the whole, uh, what do you call it? The Got the cast of characters. What do you call Batman? The, the Rogues, Rogue Squadron? Gallery. Rogues Gallery? Rogues there you gallery. go. <laughs> the Rogues Bad, Gallery. Batman's Rogue Squadron. <laughs> Batman's oh, Rogue dude, Squadron. Dude, awesome. Um, yeah, almost all of them do make it, at least somewhat of an appearance or cameo in it. It's pretty good. Uh, as Matt said, uh, former guest Matt, who's a big artist, the art in it is not very good. And it's not. It's it's kind of cheesy. Sometimes I had a hard time telling who was Bruce Wayne versus Harvey <laughs> Dent versus some other. Yeah, but, it seems like it's a, the art style is an acquired taste. Yeah. But it was still, I enjoyed the story. So it was pretty cool. So that's one thing. Um, as I mentioned, was I've been playing that Squadron game. Star Wars. What is it? <laughs> squadron why do you keep squadron. saying the word squadron is it called squadrons is that I why think, I'm i think it is called squadrons yeah star yeah. wars squadrons we're playing that um it's a lot of fun and um just getting ready gearing up for mandalorian i watched a couple episodes of season one last night just to refresh and i'm ready to go so i think a week from 
tomorrow night. It's Friday, but I usually watch it Thursday night. I stay up late enough because I come home from uh, hockey and stuff. So we'll see how that works out. But uh, yeah, really looking forward to Mandalorian. Hopefully, I'll get some episodes out there on the Patreon. And I think that's it. Rob Snyder is part Filipino. There it is. There it is. I'm, I'm glad that I ditched uh, my, <laughs> my, my duties here at the end to figure it out. Oh, yep. no, we stuck again. <laughs> that sounds like that's everything. Yeah, it is everything. Uh, please check us out on patreon.com slash Hans Shop First. Uh, Alex has uh, almost weekly episodes of Quotes from Springfield out there. Mm-hmm. Hopefully, I'll be yeah. having some Mandalorian episodes up coming up. And yeah. First, Jeff talks Star Wars, and that's it. Thanks for listening, everybody. Be excellent to each other. Mm -hmm. Please wear your masks. Please. We at Hans Shop First would like to thank you for listening and supporting the podcast. We would love to hear from you, so feel free to contact us on Facebook and Twitter at Hans Shop First. Also, please leave us a review on iTunes. Reviews are greatly appreciated and help us get more exposure. Once again, thanks for listening and supporting the podcast.